Merciful God, your Son came to free us from our sin, overcoming death and rising in triumph. Welcome back to Table Radio. We're catching up on a backlog of sermons, and this is one preached by Andy Withrow on Ash Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Be made ready. to Lent, everybody. You know, I had an epiphany today, which I realize is a bit out of season. (laughs) Sorry. Liturgical nerd joke. But I thought Lent is to the Christian year what a desert is to a larger ecosystem. And it can be difficult to live in the desert, though some people love it. So it's probably not accidental that Lent is 40 days long, matching the amount of time Jesus was in the desert after his baptism. The difficulty of living in the desert, probably also the reason a lot of the church in North America maybe has given Lent less attention than maybe more exciting times of the year, more festive times. But there's great wisdom behind the tradition that wove into the church year this 40 days of preparation leading up to Good Friday and Easter. That ensured, the tradition that ensured every year people who are trying to follow Jesus actually follow Jesus. Follow him into the desert, because that's where he went. Follow him into the confrontation with darkness, because that's where he went. Follow him into facing death, because that's where Jesus went. In Lent, we're given this great gift on the Christian calendar, the church calendar, the gift that gives us permission to see and to name the darkness of our world. But not just to see it and name it, to bring it. To bring it before God together into our worship moment. When we stop and think about that gift, we realize the poverty of not doing that with our lives. Thomas Merton wrote that the desert is the climate where prayer flowers. The climate where prayer flowers. The climate of dislocation. 
is where prayer flowers. The climate of desolation, disconsolation. Where prayer grows into maturity, effectiveness, power. In that place where human comforts are less or absent altogether. In that place where the secure routines of the city, of our technology, offers no support. He writes, where prayer must be secured by God in the purity of faith. So Lent, like the desert, is not an end in itself to be sought out, but it's meant to serve as a means to a greater intimacy with God, a greater trust in God. It's where those things can grow. Trusting in God's presence and his power, in his comfort, in his rescue. It's a means to greater wisdom and insight, to recalibrate our senses our seeing, our hearing, and our understanding. And it means to receive true provision from God, a deeper and more profound provision for our lives when we're in that space where we can see and hear our true needs. A means, the desert, the life of prayer, a means to experience mercy, and pardon more deeply. A space in which to be rescued. A space to receive the kingdom of God. Now the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's fifth chapter is primarily about the kingdom of God, how to receive it, what it looks like. And right, almost exactly in the center of Jesus' sermon is his teaching on prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Jesus, who right before that sermon had just spent his version of Lent in the desert for 40 days, teaches those who would follow him, come after him, how to pray in what we traditionally call the Lord's Prayer. Prayer for a lot of us might as well be associated with living in the desert. It's hard. can feel empty, dry, difficult. And our minds can wander back to the city of our comforts and our routines. But when you read the Gospels, the stories of Jesus' life and work, you see him finding time and space to pray all over the place. It's as if the secret to his life and ministry are bound up in this life of prayer, his relationship with the Father, finding the peace, finding the comfort, finding the provision and the power of God in the desert, in Lent. That helps face the kingdom of this world the darkness. So we at the table, we're going to study this prayer that Jesus taught for the season of Lent. 
for our little season of the desert. It will be an invitation for us to allow our intimacy and our understanding of God to flower more than before. That's the invitation. And to receive what he has for us through the gift of a desert season. And by now it should be obvious that the gift of the desert season is a gift of love and compassion. And what does he have for us? The tone is set by the opening address in the Lord's Prayer. We just prayed it a few minutes ago. Our Father in heaven, before any petition, before any asks, it shapes the whole prayer, doesn't it? It makes a big difference to start that way. One short line and we get deep intimacy with great power. This is what we find in the desert of Lent, of our Lent, if we can stay here for a while and just resist business as usual. Our father, my father, was loving, kind, generous, playful. He was also absent, short-sighted, weak, and hurtful. Many of us have on that scale somewhere, aren't we, with our fathers? Jesus, though, invites me into his experience of his Abba, his father. My father, he says, loves to give good, give good gifts to his children. My father is kind, patient, long-suffering, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. He is good. In fact, If you like me, says Jesus, guess what? You'll like the Father. Because anyone who's seen me, this is in John 14, anyone who's seen me, they've seen the Father. If you like what I'm doing, if you like what I'm saying, or if you don't, (laughs) this is what the Father is like. And he won't abandon. He doesn't leave you alone. Dale Johnson put it this way, Jesus comes to us, reveals himself to us, and invites us to follow him into his understanding of Father. There is a love between the Father and the Son we see in the Gospels that in prayer we are invited into and we are ushered into. Great intimacy, great connection, great love. Somebody who genuinely wants what's good for us, what's best for us. But this, our Father, it's not just about intimacy, as N.T. Wright points out. It's also about our calling, our vocation. By calling God Father, he writes, we're ushered into the family business, which is the participation in God's kingdom. The world turned upside down, as we learned in the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount. Evil confronted, darkness faced. In calling God Father, we follow Jesus into the desert. 
in calling God Father, we follow Jesus deeper into the desert and into the Garden of Gethsemane, where he prays. And we're going to end up there at the end of the season and the cross as well. But also in calling God Father, we see our salvation. The resurrection, the death of death itself, as we've talked about tonight. For this God, this Father, doesn't just want the best for us. He's also on the throne of heaven. And he has the authority and the power to do it for us, to provide, to rescue, to pardon to bring the kingdom of God to the kingdom of this world. This is the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, those who followed him. And it's a prayer for anyone, any of us who would seek to follow after him as well. This prayer takes us into the heart of Jesus' relationship with his father. And it shows us who God is, what God cares about, what God does, our Father who is in heaven. And like the theme of the Sermon on the Mount, it too is concerned with bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. To transform this broken and dark world. And so I think part of our work in Lent, is to bring the fullness of that darkness into the presence of the Father in our prayer and our worship. Saying, this too, this too, Father, will you transform and change? Will you bring justice to this injustice? Will you bring peace to this war? Will you bring mercy to this brokenness and healing to transform this broken and dark world into the kingdom of God. That's really all I wanted to say tonight. But I had an idea. And for those of you who, who belong to the table and we're going through the series, and if you're visiting from Open Gate, welcome, or Table Peninsula, or Church of Our Lord, or, or anywhere, um, you may be... Uh, doing this series as well. But even if not, one idea for Lent is to practice, to practice the Lord's Prayer. Try it on. One idea is to take a line for each day of the week. And there's a few different ways you can divide up the Lord's Prayer. There's seven petitions, but you could also, you could also do, start with our Father in Heaven, which isn't a petition. And just pray everything that comes to you, everything, everyone you love and care about, your neighbors, whatever, in the, lot, in the light and through the lens of that one line. Father, thank you that you are our Father, that you love me, that you are with me, that you are for me. Oh, I pray that our neighbors would know you as Father. I pray that our city would know you as Father. 
Pray that our church community would know you deeper and deeper in this season as Father, as good, kind. You love us deeply and that you are strong. You get the idea and so on and so on. Or you could take, if you're going through the series with us, you could take a line per week after we've talked about it, looked at it, studied it, and then let that be your, your prayer. God, some of us need transforming image. Probably all of us need a transforming image of Father. Would you invite us in this season of Lent, in this desert season, would you invite us to follow Jesus into his understanding of you? To know you a bit more deeply. To know your love for us and your authority and strength for us, Lord. And in this season, would you teach us how to flower in prayer? How to mature a bit more in our intimacy with you. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Love and bless our neighbors so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. 
Music for this episode provided by Coco Relieve and the Table Worship Community. To learn more, please go to Table Church.